What's going on, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and as you can tell by the title, my target to review for this edition is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which I just got back from checking out. And I'm going to give you my usual breakdown here of what I thought were the hits and the misses of the movie, which were the positives, the negatives, everywhere in between there, and anything else that I want to say about the movie and all the other kind of stuff that goes along with a typical movie review. Obviously, I will have spoilers at some point in here, but what I normally do here is I usually have a non-spoiler section at the beginning of this, just in case people are not wanting to know what necessarily happens in the movie, and then later on, I will give you a warning, and then we'll get into the spoiler stuff. So right now, non-spoilers, you don't have to worry about everything. So before getting into the movie itself, I think it's important to kind of fill you in on my background as far as Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, I like to do that when it comes to comic book movies, might as well with the video game stuff. As you can tell from Fanboys Anonymous, I am not the most avid gamer. There's not a whole lot of gaming content on there ever since it's been kind of a one-man show. And, um, you know, the, the games that I used to play in the past are games in the past more so than current ones anyway. I mean, let's put it this way. The most modern system that I own is a PlayStation 2. So that <laughs> goes to show you that. But... One of the games that I did used to play quite a bit as a kid was Sonic the Hedgehog, and I didn't have a Sega Genesis, and that was something that really got under my skin a lot because I really wanted one, and I only wanted it for Sonic. Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and to a certain extent some of the other ones, you know, Sonic Spinball and all that other kind of stuff, but mostly those four games were why I wanted a Sega Genesis, and that's actually why I bought a Sega Game Gear as a kid. Well, I bought as if, you know, some little uh, six-year-old version of me. He's got a bunch of money for that. I got that as a gift. And I primarily owned the Game Gear for Sonic games. So I had the Sonic the Hedgehog game. I had the uh, Triple Trouble. I had Chaos. I had as many of them as I could get because those were my my means to play some Sonic stuff. And then eventually when emulators came out online, I played a lot of Sonic 1, 2, and 3 and, and Knuckles. I also, of course, as a kid, I played that over some different friends' houses. You know, we'd go over, I have Super Nintendo, people would play those games, somebody else has Sega, you know, we kind of switch around a little bit, that kind of stuff. And I distinctly remember, for instance, being blown away at Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the lock-on technology, and being able to go back and play Sonic 3 as Knuckles, and then, oh my god, you can play Sonic 2 with Knuckles, and why can't you play Sonic 1? And then it was all this kind of thing like that. Huge fan. I I mean, let's put it this way. I even remember being, this is a ran, random story, but uh, I, be, I remember being at a buffet as a little kid and trying to figure out how to draw the Sonic and Knuckles box cover art. And I am a horrible artist. I cannot draw for the life of me, especially when I was a kid. Still can't now, but... Uh, you know, I, I tried, I, you know, I did the spikes, the, the red spikes, I had the, uh, the blue spikes, all that other kind of stuff. Tried my best, failed miserably, but I remember sitting there at a buffet trying to do that. So as a kid, I watched the TV show. I watched well, two versions of the TV show. I had some little stupid book stuff, like trying to, you know, you try to find Sonic, like the Where's Waldo type thing. I, I know my Sonic when it comes to more than... I guess you could say the average person, 
because when it comes to the average gamer, that is where you probably have me beaten. I mean, I have not played most of the Sonic games at this point. I didn't play the one where he's a werewolf. I didn't play the Shadow the Hedgehog thing. I didn't get into the ones where the aspect ratio was totally different and just the, the feel of it just seemed strange to me. Like, it's too fast. I'll, I'll admit that. Like, maybe I'm just getting old, but like, it's way too fast for me to be able to know what the hell is going on. And when I see things like Sonic Mania and, you know, they go back to the way that things used to be, that to me is like, oh, okay, that's Sonic the Hedgehog. If I picked that game up, I'd be able to play that, you know? So that's where I'm coming from. I'm a big fan of the characters to a certain extent. I think that the series is really flawed with like um, not having the right types of characters in some ways. Like, like I kind of think that like the Ray, the flying squirrel and tails are kind of serving the same purpose. And it almost sort of, I kind of wish that maybe like Ray was like a, a bad version of tails or something to kind of balance that out. Like mighty, the armadillo is a lot like knuckles and maybe there's some kind of like merger you could do with that or whatever. I still think that it's kind of strange that there's no like porcupine, like an evil Sonic that's a porcupine. That would make a whole lot of sense to me. Or maybe there is, because there's like a thousand characters in these comics and stuff like that, where it's like, this one's a walrus and this one's, I don't know. Maybe that's something for an article down the line. Maybe I should do like reformatting different animals in the Sonic structure or something. I don't know. If you want me to do that kind of thing, hit up the Patreon. That's actually a good way for me to, uh, to find the time to do that. Do the pick your poison tier and maybe I'll do something like that. Quick plug for that, by the way, patreon.com slash fanboys anonymous. If you want more fanboys anonymous content, Patreon is the way that you can get it. That's how uh, I can get the time to be able to do everything. Anyway, I'll do more plugs later. Um, but yeah, so the movie itself, I'm going into it as a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, but not a diehard fan in the sense that I own all the games. I've played all the games. Sonic Adventure is my whatever, like that kind of thing. It's just more so I like the character. I like where my childhood um, revolved around that character. Not revolved around. You know what I'm getting at. I like the nostalgia, and I like playing those old games. Uh, once you get past Sonic and Knuckles, everything kind of falls off, but those original games, huge, huge, huge fan of them. I'd put Sonic the Hedgehog, th that whole, I'll just group them all together. That's in my top 10 favorite games of all time, you know? along with Donkey Kong Country, Goldeneye, a couple other things like that. So I was looking out for Easter eggs that I could figure out. I was hoping that this would go well. And I also am the type of person who, when I was a kid, I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. So I was going into this going, well, I hope it's at least better than that, because that was awful. I still really want to rewatch it, though. Still really want to do, like, a fan tracks for that. But, um... In the general sense, we're in the non-spoiler section here. It's already seven minutes long, but uh, I liked it a lot. I thought that this was actually pretty well made. Um, the The design of the character originally was terrible. And, of course, if you followed the production of the movie, they found out that everybody hated it. And in rare form, they actually took the time, they took the money, and they did the effort to make it look more like the character. And it works significantly better. There's no comparison. If this would have been the original design, 
it would not have worked as well. Now, there are elements of the movie when it comes to the CGI that you can tell that it's quite fake. And uh, you know, there's a part in the movie, it's not really spoiling anything, but there's a part of the movie where Sonic has a pair of underwear on his head and it is very clearly a CGI piece of underwear and not anywhere near as realistic as um, the bag that he's in because that's a real bag that they kind of use as reference. Or at the very least, they did a better job at the CGI for that bag. But it's strange to see a, a clearly fake CGI thing that you can still go into and walk out of and go, wow, that's so much better than what it was before. So I'm a big fan of the design. And I think that they kind of approached this movie the best way that they could have when it came to, let's try to set it in the real world. Let's try to make it fun for kids. Let's try to also not make it stupid because a lot of kids' movies are just dumbed down so much that they're just flat out stupid. This was enough that kids, I mean, I saw it at uh, 7.30 at night. Kids all over the place in the theater and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. They're going crazy over the jokes, even the simplest jokes. I mean, there's a part in the movie, again, it's not a big spoiler. There's a part in the uh, movie with a donut and the kids are laughing their asses off on that. So kids loved it. Uh, I am in my 30s, and several friends of mine that went to go see the movie, we all thought that it was very, very entertaining. Um, the story is kind of weak. You know, it's not going to be this grand sweeping epic type of thing. And of course, the characters are a little thin. The acting is, you know, they're not going to win any Oscars for this and stuff. They're not going to win any Oscars for anything. Not the music, not the visuals, nothing like that. But it's a rock solid movie. It's the type of thing that if you have kids, watch it with them. If you're a fan of the original movie, uh, the original games, check it out. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. And if you are worried that it's going to be the same typical awful video game movie type of thing, I think it outdoes that. So that is my non-spoiler, very general overview of this movie. But before I get into the spoilers, I just want to warn everybody from this point on, there will be spoilers. So if you don't want to know what happens in the movie, bookmark this, go watch the film, and then come back. But by all means, if you don't care about spoilers, continue listening. And then maybe that'll uh, inform your opinion of whether or not you should see the movie. I still say go ahead and see it. So let's dive a little deeper into the movie. Let's go into storytelling and technical and all the other kind of stuff that goes along with that. Uh, let's go with the story first. The story is uh, pretty simple, not hard to really track. Um, Sonic gets transported to our world. He is young. He grows up on his own. Complete solitude makes him this rambunctious teenager who's uh, constantly talking to himself and everything the way that you would expect to be. So that's some some good little nods there. They have uh, an instance where he sends like an electromagnetic pulse through his own powers. He knocks out the, the electrical grid and the government starts looking into him. They hire Dr. Robotnik to try to track him. Um, along the way, Sonic has been paying attention to this family, uh, Tom Wachowski or Wachowski. I think they had pronounced it Wachowski. He is a cop in Green Hills, which of course is a little reference to Green Hill Zone. Very fond of that. And he has been kind of almost treating them as if that's his family, even though they don't know that he exists. 
very cool little thing with the idea that somebody in the town has seen Sonic and he refers to him as the blue devil because he's kind of like the Jersey devil or like a chupacabra or something like that. Loved that aspect to this. That's very, very fun. And, um, yeah, it's got sad elements. I mean, the, the owl, which was watching Sonic as a kid, I don't remember that ever being in the comics stuff that I had looked into as a kid. I don't remember that ever being part of the TV show. I don't remember that obviously ever being part of the game. So if there's anything, by the way, that I do not catch as far as like Easter eggs and stuff that you know of, drop a comment below and tell me what your thoughts are. The same as like with the rest of this movie. Uh, any of your thoughts about this movie, drop it in the comments below. I want to know what you think. So, um, and I started off kind of on like the, the darker side. There's actually, uh, I'll go within the tone a little bit later. I'll hold off on that point. Um, so the story is basically, he's got these rings. They transport him around. And since Sonic is being tracked, he needs to get these rings that are transported to San Francisco to be able to go to this other world, this mushroom world. And he enlists Tom's help and Tom helps along the way. Pretty simple. It's a buddy film. It's a, a road trip film. You know, it's not going to be a drama. It's obviously a comedy. It's got action elements to it. So it's a kid's movie. It's, it's what you kind of expect it to be. And the story itself, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. Like, they didn't need to go into any other weird sort of scenarios. I mean, Sonic is an action hero, and he's goofy. So he's got action stuff, and he's being goofy. And what, what do you, more do you want? If the story would have been some sweeping epic of, uh, you know, him dealing with the pressures of becoming uh, an adult and whatever like that, it would have been like, oh, why are you getting all, you know, serious on this? Uh, it's not what it should be. This is a kid's movie. It's supposed to be what it is. So hit on the story. It is a little thin, but it's a kid's movie. So what do you expect? The characters, and I can kind of uh, lump the acting in with all this other kind of stuff. Um characterization and how that all plays out. Let's just say here, uh, Ben Schwartz voices Sonic the Hedgehog. He works really well for the voice of Sonic. And there's been plenty of other people that have voiced Sonic in the past. Uh, Julia White, for instance. I don't really have like a, a go-to Sonic voice in my mind, the way that I do with like, with Batman, for instance, that's Kevin Conroy for me. This, this worked. Ben Schwartz, Sounds like what I would picture Sonic the Hedgehog to sound like. So that's cool. Um, the characterization of Sonic, dead on from what I would expect and what I would do if I were making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. He is, as I mentioned before, a teenager. He acts like a brat sometimes. He is a little crazy and he's funny for the kids. The kids laughing all the time that Sonic's making a joke. The kids are loving it. There's lots of elements of just... Uh, like an ADHD kind of a thing, which he should be because he's, you know, a speedy character. He should be bored with people. He should, you know, have that antsiness to him and stuff. So uh, hit when it comes to Sonic. Tom Wachowski is James Marsden's character, and he is pretty much just like a the standard good guy cop to go along with it. Uh, it looks like in their original poster that they wanted Chris Pratt for the role because that cop looks a lot like Chris Pratt. And I would assume that almost anybody in this role would fill the same kind of capacity as James Marsden, but he's got a likability to him. He seems like a cop. He seems like a good guy. It's basically what you're asking for. I mean, there's nothing really much to Tom. He's not 
the most in-depth character that's out there, but you you get the feeling right out of the gate that he's got a little bit of a funny side. He's not annoying though. He is a stand-up guy, but he's not a Captain America type where maybe he's a little stuffy. He is just a good guy. So thumbs up on him. His wife, Maddie, played by Tika Sumter. She is a veterinarian and that is a good means to have somebody there to be able to look at the physiology of Sonic the Hedgehog. So nice little touch on that. She is a likable character. She's albeit not the, um, like the takeaway character as far as like, she doesn't have a whole lot that she can like chew the scenery with or anything like that, but they kept her in a way that she's not annoying and they made it. So she's just a, another member of the team kind of. So I liked Maddie. She's perfectly fine. Uh, her sister, um, not coming across who played her, but her sister in the, um, oh, it looks like Rachel. That's uh, Natasha Rothwell. Uh, very funny character. Big fan of the character of uh, Maddie's sister. She, every line that she had for the most part was funny. Uh, her daughter, eh, not so much. I mean, kids in movies are just kind of one of those things. But she was kind of a standout. And every scene that she was in, she stole the scene. Can't say the same for Neil McDonough. His major Bennington character is in, I think, one scene, the one that you see in the trailers, and that is it. So not really much going on with uh, with Major Bennington there. He's just sort of there to to have Jim Carrey uh, like berate, and that's it. Agent Stone is the uh, sidekick for Jim Carrey's Robotnik, who I haven't talked about yet, but he's just a sidekick. Nothing really all that much to that. There's another cop, and the cop is funny. Adam Halley plays him. So thumbs up on uh, on that cop. Not really many of the other characters to talk about all that much. I mean, there's like the Secretary of Defense and stuff, but that's really just military kind of characters. But the real standout is Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik. Of course, first off, very glad that they went with Dr. Ivo Robotnik instead of Dr. Eggman. Never made sense to me that he was called Eggman. And I think that that should always be just a nickname for Dr. Robotnik. That's what they did in the movie. Thumbs up majorly on that. Jim Carrey is having a lot of fun in this movie. And he has a lot of jokes that, and this kind of ties into the tone of it, I didn't think would be in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. There's, you know, it's not as jarring as the Jackson Pollock joke in Guardians of the Galaxy, but there are some jokes that I'm just sort of like, you know what? That's not for the kids. That's for the adults in the theater and everything. And just some strange mannerisms and stuff that you can get out of Jim Carrey that you wouldn't get out of anybody else. Cause he is channeling a little bit more of his Ace Ventura side and he's hamming it up, but he's hamming it up in a good way. Having a lot, you can tell he had lots of fun doing this and I had lots of fun watching him. This is not exactly how I would have pictured Robotnik going down, but now that I've seen that, they went in the right direction. If they would have gone too serious, I don't think it would have been uh, as good of a movie. So a major standout for this is Jim Carrey's Robotnik, and I really hope that they do a sequel to this, because if they do, I think he's going to have even more fun. So that's the characterization of the movie. Uh, and the acting, of course... That kind of ties into what that was. The people play off the characters, that kind of thing. So, I mean, the tone itself, outside of the fact that I was surprised by some of the jokes being a little bit 
on the darker side or a little bit more uh, mature. And that, by the way, that doesn't, I don't want to give the impression that this is like some movie where they're dropping, dropping F-bombs or something like that. It's not the case, but just, uh, you know, every so often there's just a little bit of a joke that you're just kind of like, huh, okay, yeah, kids aren't going to get that quite as much or something. So other than that, I mean, the comedy, the comedy's there. It's funny. Uh, Maddie's um, sister, definitely the funniest character. Jim Carrey is right up there, if not uh, equal. And there's no romance to the movie, but there is the bromance of Tom and Sonic. And it's a little bit rushed, I'll admit, you know, in a perfect scale, it's not perfect. But I do get the sense that them hanging around each other a little bit and Tom being just a genuinely nice guy, that they would get along and that they just, you know, they hit it off and they become buds. And that's good. Um, Acting stuff's out of the way, the visuals. I mentioned before the idea that um, if they would have kept the old design, this would have been really just a a strange scenario because you want to identify with the Sonic character and you want to, you want to pity him when things go wrong and everything. And those bigger eyes are easier to, to have sympathy for those that weird, the way that they had this before he looked creepy and the movie wouldn't have worked. So I really want to commend them for putting in the time and the effort and the money to actually go ahead and do that because it helped out tremendously. Costumes, pretty generic. I mean, you're focused on Sonic. You're not focused on the other characters. But at the very least, when it comes to Robotnik, they took a couple different types of costumes out there. They made it seem like, well, let's go with a transition here. He's going to be wearing this kind of an outfit. Eventually, he's going to be wearing his flight suit. That's going to be more of what Robotnik looks like by the end of the movie. Robotnik looks like Robotnik. So the makeup, the costumes, all that stuff, pretty much top-notch when it comes to that. Sets. Um, I mean, maybe they could have done a little bit more to tie into some of the games a little bit more. I don't really know necessarily how that could have happened, but they do have, like, the opening of the movie. You get to see those checkerboard kind of patterns and the little loop-de-loops and everything. I would have liked to have seen more of that island and that whole world, and maybe we will get to see more of that in the future. I hope so, at the very least. And uh, when it comes to the, you know, United States type stuff, it's just pretty much United States, so the sets are not, like, super crazy or anything. Sound, music, that kind of stuff. I am not a sound designer, so I can't tell you whether or not that was well done. Nothing stood out weird to me, so I can at least say that. I would have liked a little bit more Sonic the Hedgehog music, but they do have a couple nods here and there, and I appreciate any of the little nods that you do with that, especially because Sonic the Hedgehog has some of the best music. Um, Robotnik's theme in number one and number two, particularly in number two, just amazing. Ice Cap Zone, great. Marble Zone, so underrated. Green Hill Zone, of course. You gotta love that. I really was surprised that I didn't hear that. Like not even a lot of times people like to do things like they have a, somebody's cell phone ringer goes off and it's like that. I would have probably put something like that in the movie if I were them, but maybe they're saving that for some other things. Or maybe they just thought that, that was a little bit too over the top. I don't know. I think that that's a little bit of a miss to not have more of those musical nods, but they had some, some in there. So I'll give them predominantly a hit on that. The rest of the music, like the score itself, does not stand out to me, so that is unfortunately going to be a miss. 
marketing wise on the like the quote unquote extra credit side of things the marketing was kind of weird but I hope that the movie makes a lot of money because I want to see a sequel to this here's one of the things about the marketing though that I'm not all that into <laughs> this is a, uh, a a big miss for the movie the random product placement when it came to Zillow of all things Oh, I'm looking up apartments on Zillow. Come on. And they twice they mentioned Olive Garden. Now, I don't know if there's like a tie-in, but if I were the people running this, I would think let's go tie-ins with things that maybe kids can get involved in a little bit more. Maybe things that people can market towards Sonic the Hedgehog fans. Number one, Sonic, <laughs> Sonic, the, like the food chain. Why is there no uh, tie in with that? You mean to tell me that they didn't on their little road trip thing, they couldn't have stopped in and gotten Sonic that should have worked. I do want to give them a major, major hit when it comes to acknowledging the chili dogs. I was right when I sat down at the movies, I said to Chris Dace, who you might guys know from, from the past with Fanboys Anonymous and all the other things like that. Uh, I said to him, Hey, you know, if they don't have a chili dog in here, that's going to be weird because I'm already feeling like I want a chili dog. They did have that in there. Very nice nod, but yeah, no Sonic. I would have thought that that would have been the case instead of Olive Garden. Um, and this Zillow thing just came out of nowhere. Why not have a tie in with the sneakers? have some kind of Adidas or Reebok or uh, Nike or something where it's like, oh, kids are going to go. I want to buy the Sonic the Hedgehog sneakers or something. If they don't, now, to be honest, I haven't double-checked about some of that information. Maybe there is some kind of a tie-in, but the movie didn't call attention to it like it did with Zillow. That would be just a huge, huge mistake. I still think that, like, you can get around like Burger King or McDonald's and have like onion rings and get the rings in there, have the toys like McDonald's used to have when I was a kid and everything. By the way, kids today, man, they're so spoiled. Like if you could go and tell younger me that there is a good Sonic the Hedgehog movie and Detective Pikachu is a thing and it worked out really well and that there's, you know, this MCU where you've had all these characters like Thanos pop up and do the Infinity Gauntlet storyline and that you'd get you know, all this stuff. And I would just be like, you got to be kidding me. This is insane. All this, these things. Kids today can go to the movies and they're like, I'm going to see a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Wow, these video game movies are actually pretty good. I saw Super Mario Brothers. That was my, <laughs> my video game movie. You know, I saw Mortal Kombat. And I was just like, oh my God, the... CGI looks bad. And I didn't even know what the hell CGI meant. But um yeah, they they did that. Uh a oh, really quick nod. Um I really liked at the beginning of the movie the Paramount stars being replaced by rings. That was cool. So I know that there's like some other like product placement type stuff or little Easter eggs or something. I know there's gotta be a ton that I'm just not understanding quite yet. Uh it just went over my head or maybe I am thinking of some other ones that maybe they should have done and they didn't or so, but pretty much the main thing that I was looking forward to at the end, I was like, all right, if they go through this whole movie and there's not a reference to tails 
and or Knuckles and or the Chaos Emeralds, that's going to be a mistake. And by the time we got to the end and we got to the little like uh, credit sequence with Robotnik, I was like, you know what? Maybe they're not going to do that. Maybe they thought that that would be a little bit too much. But I was still holding out a little bit of hope. And then out of nowhere, the whole tail scene pops up. And man, I got to tell you, the auditorium that I was in flipped out. All these people, kids, adults, just like, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing ever. It's like, it's tails. This is a bigger reaction than when Thanos popped up for the uh, the Avengers from what I was, uh, when I went to. It's just crazy to me. It's very, very cool though, because tails is cool. I like tails. I always was more of a fan of Knuckles than tails, but uh, man, I tell you, I really want them to do a sequel. And I really want the sequel to go more into Sonic's world. And if I had it my way, you'd have the Chaos Emeralds be something that maybe Robotnik stumbles across and that gets him to come between worlds because he doesn't have any rings. And, um, you know, Tails brings Sonic into the mix. They become friends. And maybe, I mean, look, this may be overshooting a little bit, but I always thought that Knack the Weasel or Fang the Sniper, whatever name you want to call him, I personally like Knack the Weasel a little bit better anyway. Uh, I want to see Knack in there and I want Knuckles to be in there. And I want, I, if they don't do this in the sequel, if they don't do Metal Sonic, come on now, you know? It's kind of like with the Godzilla movies. It was like, dude, you got to do Mecha Godzilla. And it seems like they're going to do that. So give me a number two. First off, give me a number two. Second, in number two, I know we're getting Tails, so that's awesome. Give me Metal Sonic, give me the Chaos Emeralds, give me Knuckles. That's going to be super amazing. And give me um, give me Knack. Maybe make it to where it's like uh, a big grouping together like that or something. I don't know. That's what I'd like to see, though. Overall, as far as the movie goes, this is a hit. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I say go ahead and check it out. If you are on the fence and you don't know whether or not you should see it, obviously me spoiling most of the movie might make you kind of decide one way or the other, but I really recommend checking it out. And I hope that this does really well with box office and they end up doing more and they should be commended for putting in the effort and actually making a good movie out of Sonic the Hedgehog. This also makes me more interested in the Mega Man movie and makes me kind of think, you know what? Let's try a Super Mario movie again. Let's, I don't know how, but let's try to do a Kirby movie. Let's give it a shot, you know? I am not a big Zelda fan, but Zelda seems like it should be able to be some kind of a movie or like a uh, streaming service TV series or something. Go ahead and try. Metroid, another one. Never really played the game all that much. I played maybe like two days in my entire life. But try to do a Metroid movie. You know, there's fans out there that want to see these things. And if they're treating the material in an earnest way, like what this is, it can go pretty well. So this is a hit. This gets my thumbs up. I say see it. I want to know what you have to say. Drop your comments below in YouTube's little comment section. If you're listening elsewhere, go to either the YouTube channel, subscribe and leave the comment and all that other kind of stuff, or head on over to the page on SmartGutMoment on FanboysAnonymous.com and then uh, leave a comment there. SmartGutMoment is the pro wrestling website that I have, so if you are interested in pro wrestling, check out SmartGutMoment. 
Although if you leave a Sonic the Hedgehog comment there, it's going to be kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but if you want to show your support for Fanboys Anonymous, just follow Facebook and Twitter, hit up that Patreon, check out the merchandise shops. I don't have Sonic the Hedgehog stuff up as much as I used to. I used to have lots of parodies of the zones and I had like Sonic rings or life, like the whole like ball is life. And they just keep taking these things down. So it sucks. But if you browse the T public and red bubble for Fanboys Anonymous, there may be some of those Sonic designs still up. And if you have any ideas of like some other jokes to go around with that, by all means, let me know. I'll try to whip up a design. Again, terrible artist, so I can't promise anything. My girlfriend is an artist, so maybe she'll help me out on something. But uh, yeah, share that support in any way you can, whether it's the Patreon or it's just a, a thumbs up on the YouTube side. And I guess that's it. That means it's time for me to go. Gotta go fast. So <laughs> I will see you later, everybody. It's time for me to geek out.